Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 443, and today I'll be talking about my favorite from Bee and Puppy Cat. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So I, I like that they went ahead and they just named the episode my favorite for us. Now I don't have to wonder what my favorite episode is. I got it right here. Uh, it it's it's kind of sad, isn't it? That it's named after the only character that died on screen <laughs> in this episode. Oh well. <laughs> he was going to grow up to be a war criminal someday, David. It's so sad. A brilliant career cut short. Yeah, maybe there's a bright side to things. So, in uh, yeah, in Bee and Puppy Cat tradition, this episode is like three things. The first part is we meet Purdy Patrick in his return as mayor to the island. And then we take a quick detour to Vacation Planet because Purdy Patrick's wallet accidentally gets flung out of his pocket and into an old man's mouth <laughs> by a puppy cat. And there we meet the titular, my favorite son of the... Uh, <laughs> The owner, the the guy who happens to be on Vacation Planet. Expert needle stabber. And then we meet the warlocks for the first time. The hands behind the scenes who have been uh, causing Tempot a ton of trouble and generally just have been pretty mysterious up until this point. And they're a lot. They're a lot. <laughs> so we'll we'll get there, but they're a lot. You know... I have no idea why I was expecting them to be something cool. I I really should know better by now. Right. Like, they're supposed to be horrible. <laughs> it, it, it's, yeah. <laughs> I, I like how they just drop it, too. Like, what what are these guys doing? <laughs> this is a, not what I would have expected at all. And why didn't they invite that one guy? Why is there that dead guy... Why I I like the setup. It, it 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 is truly mysterious. Everything about the warlocks is mysterious. The black goo that they pass their hands into and that they rub on themselves to extend the weird rainbow blood water <laughs> trailing off from all of them. Their mysteriously dead friend. Their uh, strong language. Their lady hands. The fact that they. None of them seem particularly interested in even doing what they're doing and would rather go grocery shopping. With their girlfriend, which is always fun. <laughs> it's it's a lot. Like, just enough insisting that he has a girlfriend to make me wonder, does he really? <laughs> it doesn't have much of an imagination for what he would be doing with his girlfriend, so I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's a sign it's real. Yeah. I mean, grocery shopping, that's something everybody does. So, am I imagining things, or did we get a, a sneak peek at B's new and upgraded bike in the last episode before she got it in this one? Uh, did we see it in the shop? I mean, it already looked like a clown, but this is much more clown. He's perfected the art. I <laughs> Puppycat actually put it quite nicely, just that the bike seemed too flashy. <laughs> so, yeah. And he has a pretty flashy helmet on himself. He shouldn't be talking. Too cute to poot is definitely t-shirt worthy, for sure. <laughs> that that was immortalized on the Bee and Peppy Cat subreddit header. I love it. <laughs> I, was, I was a little worried when I didn't see it early on in the series. I thought it must have been something from the YouTube series that didn't make it over 
into the Netflix version, you know, kind of like how Scooter Kid in Craig of the Creek lost her fart sticker, which is like key to the whole ensemble. Yeah, no, that would be a great loss. And that, that and Craig of the Creek is a great loss. But, you know, then again, rest in peace, wiener in hand on Steven Universe. <sighs> we can't have Sorry. nice things. We can't have innuendos. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I love, uh, it's, is it Crispin who's working on the bikes or which, which yeah, wizard is yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. Crispin is, he's a character. He's, <laughs> they're all characters, but, but he's a character. I, uh, I love the crossover of a, a dedicated mechanic and also an artist dedicated to clowning. <laughs> Oh, we got we got to talk some about Pretty Patrick. I don't think they hold elections here. I think they just have chill offs, and the man is uncontestable. <laughs> I love that. You know, presumably he's just been away for a while, and that's fine. The island doesn't need a mayor. And then when he shows up, he got a baby. Every <laughs> yeah, he just picked up a baby inexplicably, and no one's worried about that because he's just so chill and. I mean, what is this guy making legislative decisions for the island really at all? Does he just walk around and make people feel good? I'm pretty sure he would be making executive decisions, not legislative. Truth. He seems to be pretty preoccupied with that TV show in which he's just eating, though. But maybe they just film him every lunch and dinner in between him signing things into law. I mean, that seemed to be what he did on the on the train. It's like, hey, I'm just going <laughs> to... I love that. Pretty Patrick hates all melons, and I do too. <laughs> They're too watery. I, I get it. But he got her the eggplant purse and immediately regretted it because she enjoyed the purchase. Oh my gosh. That's um an example of the the best gibberish that Puppy Cat speaks yet because, you know, he gives it to her and she's like, you love me. And he screams no, but his gibberish screams yeah. yes. And he keeps screaming, yes, adorable. Uh, I, I liked that. Yeah, no, that's so funny. He was so embarrassed. The gift was too good. I like Pretty Patrick. Uh, no, no, it's okay. You can keep it <laughs> with the wallet. <laughs> yeah, the old man offers to return it to him in a couple days. Uh, I love the design of that old man with his, <laughs> apparently his mouth wasn't stretched out before. Puppy cat punched him in the mouth, stretched it out. That guy was a whole guy. <laughs> so yeah, I guess... Poppycat's just been working out. His fists are much stronger now. I also remembered he does the cannon thing again this episode. You know, he, he's a strong guy overall. I, we totally forgot last week that uh, there's there's clearly a connection between the crazy powerful gun he was using for his candy planet snatching days. Like he is that gun somehow now, right? Like, hmm. don't you think? Maybe Puppycat is also a robot now. It would make sense. I I think. It does, because why else? Like, that gun is featured for a significant amount of time in that episode, and now I feel I'm kind of kicking myself for not noticing it sooner. I mean, he is the gun. And Puppycat actually knows how to work it. Right, I mean, it's his weapon. I'm sorry, Steve knows how to work it. We're going with that name. <laughs> well, voice actor joke. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd like how chill the... Uh, vacation planet owner was by the way it's like oh i guess that one guy's just gonna be on vacation forever he he felt ripped straight out of the midnight gospel that the whole character design like constantly flashing eyes and 
just the whole weird nature of the planet, the pools of liquid. Yeah, that... the color palette kind of. Uh... Yeah. I, I like the brochure where he mentions you'll get diarrhea. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is just seawater. It, yes. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, yeah, I guess he was referring to the, the coloring was a mixture of those two things. Not that it was actually a mixture of those. But yeah, I like that Puppy Cat calls him out on it. Maybe you just need the power of positive thinking. I don't... I, Yeah, the vacation planet is not entirely a place of positive thinking, right? Between his son, (laughs) who is his favorite, and his other two sons, who he would have preferred to have been killed. Yeah, they're going to grow up to be good people, but him, he would have been a war criminal. (laughs) Yeah. Also... The vacations that are being sponsored on this island are not all uh, nice in nature. Yeah. There's like not one, but several identical murderers. Several murderers. <laughs> yeah. As these little alien creatures get released from their egg hotel rooms, many of them who appear to have knives for hands just come out covered in blood. It's a problem. Well, I mean, if if you have that kind of a hotel owner, you're going to a- attract a certain kind of clientele. <laughs> yeah, either that or like extremely stressed out families who are immediately yeah. Now I'm stressed again. <laughs> yeah, irritated the moment they leave. I feel that. Ah, uh, poor guy spends all this money for a vacation, and what does he get? Memories of how good he used to have it before he had to go <laughs> back to work. It's terrible. But yeah, I don't. Does this episode even conclude with Puppy Cat handing the money back to Pretty Patrick? No, he sneaks the wallet in with a photo of himself. Oh, that's right. Don't oh think gosh. he gives him the money itself. <laughs> I don't think the money matters to Pretty Patrick, let's be honest. he's He's got it made. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. Oh my gosh, watching Puppy Cat freak out being placed on Pretty Patrick's shoulder was, was pure gold. <laughs> and be immortalized it in pixels forever. <laughs> So yeah, somehow all those nice, happy things happened, and then we met the the warlocks. Um, those who, as I have explained, are they're the only warlocks B and Puppy Cat could have had. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, we talked that they were definitely they're mysterious, they're crass. Did you? It sounds like your reaction was. Of course, of course. <laughs> Did you of have any other lame. emotional <laughs> response? I don't know. It just feels like they really remind me of those guys who like to touch things and it's gross. They have the same vibe of those guys. Even mm. they kind of look like fingers themselves. Right. Weird. Yeah, they're just purposefully off-putting and a little too gross <laughs> for the otherwise, you know, not gross world. Yeah. Yeah, I it it's so fascinating that these are our bad guys. <laughs> and we're not going to get much more motivation from them this season either. Like how you're seeing them now, this is pretty much what they do. <laughs> they just kind of <laughs> curse at each other and they're mad that they can't grab things easily. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Maybe they're not warlocks because of the stretching. Maybe they're warlocks because of all the curses they throw around. <laughs> Maybe it was a pun the whole time. Nice. I I can't imagine how these guys are working for or with the princess that, you know, Puppycat had a falling out with. 
I don't I don't know what's going on. You know, one of the warlocks mentions that it, this is really more of his dad's thing. I don't know if that dad is has a relationship to this kingdom with this princess. It doesn't nothing is clear to me at all. Maybe that's why we need a season <laughs> two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, you wonder the real deep lore we got in this episode, though, was that somehow, somehow, Puppy Cat ended up not with an official Pretty Patrick thingamabob. He ended up with the official, actually Pretty Patrick's actual phone. <laughs> well, you know, he needed another one after busting bees, right? He pulled that out to say, you gave this to me. And then he's like, hey, is that my phone? So there's some <laughs> something weird going on with Pretty Patrick. I mean, there's lots of weird things going on with Pretty Patrick, let's be honest, but the phone, too. <laughs> I, I, but he can't be nefarious. I mean, what, what is he really? I don't, I don't know. He has a beard now. We love the beard. Someone doesn't love the beard, but still loves Pretty Patrick. That is two weird things, that he comes back with a beard and comes back with a baby. And they both start with a B. Beard, baby. Baby mm. beard. Maybe he stole the baby's beard. I think we're not getting somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I think we're getting far, far away from the truth. I don't know. That kid reminded me of um, that first episode of season two of The Owl House. The the kid climbing on top of the statue that had the bounty out for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the Batwings. Um, uh, this is also tickling my brain. The the weird show that uh, Puppycat was watching at the start of the episode. Oh! Which he reacted similarly to uh, Spongebob being caught watching a sea anemone dancing on his TV. Yeah. I don't know why. But th- that's the Candy Hunters, right? Like, isn't that the mm. same? Yeah, the, the one guy who was crying. I don't know. I was just going to call that show The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> they are. I loved that sequence. I'm not I'm not even sure what happened. Like the the duck gave birth to his children who punched him in the butt and he cried because they made him proud. I don't know. <laughs> it is a mystery. I'm I'm just wondering why is Puppycat so embarrassed? Is is it because he cannot bear to have be note that he likes to watch non-pretty Patrick television or is it just that he thinks it's weird? I I need to know. Yeah, I mean he's so blinded by his love for Pretty Patrick that he can't even be embarrassed about that, right? Because it's so obvious that Pretty Patrick is amazing. You know, he doesn't try turning the channel and hiding that. So I don't know. Maybe it was just the featuring of butts that that was sensitive. Yeah, maybe. You know, come to think of it, we talked about how cool a dude Pretty Patrick is. There might be something magical about his cool because I remember he gave Tempbot that pretty Patrick figurine and it uh calmed her down. Right, yeah, and I mean Puppy Cat even explicitly says, you know, oh he has that effect on people. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Pretty Patrick's uh not not uh too far off from being a warlock himself. It, this island does have a little bit of the problem that Beach City and Steven Universe had, where weird stuff happens and people don't seem to be paying that much attention to it. Cass is the only Ronaldo around, and she doesn't have a blog. She has a job. <laughs> yeah, she's even more distracted. So there, I don't know, there could be something to Pretty Patrick's presence kind of <laughs> stupefying, dumbing everyone down, you know, making everyone ignore 
the actual things happening on the island and instead they're just in awe of the way he chews <laughs> the way he blinks how much he loves smashed potatoes <laughs> instead of rice yeah <laughs> i'm sorry pretty patrick that is unforgivable <laughs> his life is so mundane like i, I you know in in some sense though that actually is kind of the stark contrast right to the rest of the island like pretty patrick is the definition of mundane it couldn't get any more boring to watch someone eat food so there's almost a little not a commentary there but maybe some uh narrative thing happening right i don't know i i think with pretty patrick that's kind of like a, a parasocial relationship that they're going for there like deliberately fostering one right that's what puppy cat's demonstrating but i'm just saying like thematically what's happening on the island is in complete opposition <laughs> to what's going on with pretty patrick yeah it is a fairly mundane thing uh when you compare them to the living trains that you only see for a few frames because they're not even the weirdest thing going on in this shot wait a minute the train is alive how did I miss I that? I thought there was like a cat pulling it or something. I don't what? know. This, not not in not in this episode. I was talking way oh, back okay. when uh, when Deckard left. I thought I saw like a cat pulling the train or something crazy. I need to go back and look at that. That would be amazing. <laughs> See what made me think that. Oh my god! But uh, as far as themes go, I. I don't know. I, I just wonder if later on in the series, the the fact that, you know, Cass is giving everybody those little, you know, what was it, peach buns or something that <laughs> B got for her. And you think she's being generous. And then yeah, it's she's like, being such a nice sibling. Hey, I want the good one. No, I get the good one. <laughs> yeah, she was just trying to pacify everybody with the worst desserts so that she could privately eat it all herself. Yeah, that was amazing. And again, her sanctuary is the bathroom. <laughs> I I feel a little bit of shame eating in the bathroom, personally. There's something gross about it, for sure. Especially once you actually, you know, are just eating like a gremlin on top of the toilet. But I appreciate <laughs> that <laughs> with, you know, five well, or six other siblings, that's just what she's learned to do. Yeah, Cass has made fart sounds to make people go away when she's, you know, in the bathroom. So I don't think she feels shame. <laughs> Anyway, guys, that's it for us on My Favorite. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com. <laughs>